This episode of Synchronize would ideally be watched in its video format, which is available for free at thesyncbook.com. However, we have made this MP3 podcast available for ease of transport. Maybe when you get home, you should watch the video. Just saying. Molly, thank you for that. But uh, this is Alan here. Listen, I put a fuckload of work into this video. I mean, all of these videos, but particularly this one, I don't know, the whole season, actually. So, um, again, you can listen to this, but I would really appreciate if you would take the time to watch the video version of this. I think that's really the way to watch this, uh, to, to take this media in. So, uh, again, if you want to, you know, if you're going to keep going, it's the air, you know, keep listening, but, uh. What, what am I, I going to stop you? I made it available, so go ahead. Yeah, go Sure, sure, go ahead. Still listening, huh? Okay. All right. Then here it is. Douchebag. This is Joe Alexander from Barely Human on YouTube, and you're listening to SyncBook Radio from thesyncbook.com. And now we come to the final question. Meanwhile, at the Earth Coincidence Control Office. television set. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. We are controlling transmission. Now, I trust you've seen the first seven episodes, where we've looked back on last year's Radio 8 Ball show, held on August 8th, 2014, at the Olympia Sync Summit, and re-examined the questions and answers with that additional year's worth of context. It has been an amazing ride so far, and this show has swelled beyond anything I imagined when we began production. But it's not over yet. Strap yourselves in, because things are about to get even stranger. We've got Mark Hosler of Negative Land waiting in the wings, one song left on the board, and a whole lot of synchronicity to explore. I'm gonna watch TV. And now we come to the final question of the night. And the final question of the night tonight is going to be asked by Mark Hosler of the band Negative Land. And for those of you who are not familiar with Negative Land, we've whipped up a little film to get you up to speed. Check it out. Right, put down your snow shovel and pick up that thin air guitar. It's time to stay in and rock on. Negative Land. Experimental media pirates taking on major labels, major stars, and major lawsuits since 1980. This is the band nobody wants you to hear. <laughs> no, no. Oh. oh, well. This is American Top 40. I have climbed the highest mountains. And guess what? I have run... 
The brainchild of San Francisco native and former Olympian Mark Hosler, Negative Land jumped to national prominence with the release of their infamous U2 EP, circa 1991, featuring a U2 spy plane on the cover and samples of Casey Kasem, U2, and a chorus of kazoos performing I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For as Hosler whines about not being able to find what he is looking for. Needless to say, neither U2 nor their label Island Records were amused. I wasn't, I didn't have any problem with it. I think Casey Kasem was kind of worse yeah. deal than we did. No, I mean, the problem really was that by the time it really, by the time we realized what was going on, it was kind of too late. Nobody cares. This legal dust-up was documented in the book the story of the letter U and the numeral 2, which is a must-read for any fair use activists. Fair use is a doctrine that permits limited use of copyrighted material without acquiring permission from the rights holders. Although their artistic contributions are impressive, it is as media activists pushing the boundaries of expression and legality that Negative Land holds particular importance to sinkheads of the 21st century. For is it not the exact essence of synchromysticism to repurpose the crap culture of our corporate overlords and toss it back into the communal consciousness purged of its crass commercialism? If Negative Land had done nothing else, and to be sure, they have done much more, this alone would qualify them as a great fucking thing. You want to try and do something with it, I'm going to sue you. You never use it for any purpose again or I will sue you. I'm Casey Kasem. Success doesn't happen in a vacuum. You're only as good as the people you work with and the people you work for. I've been lucky. I've worked for and with the very best. That's Negative Land. Now, we have picked seven of the eight songs that are on the board. So we have one song left. We know what that song is going to be. What song is that going to be? It's called For a Second or Two. For a Second or Two is the answer to the question. And now we're going to find out what the question is. The question coming from Mark Hosler of the band Negative Land, who currently resides in a blanket fort in Asheville, North Carolina. No, hey, hey, hi everybody. Um, this is Mark from the group Negative Land, and I'm here with this week's question for Radio Eight Ball. Now, some of you may or may not know that one of my guilty pleasures in life is that I enjoy listening to records by Enya. Yes, that Enya. You know, sail away, sail away, sail away. That one. Well. She's been raking records since the mid-80s, and every single record album she's ever made sounds exactly the same. And I don't mean just kind of the same, I mean exactly the same, the same instrumentation, the same production, the same kind of, there'll be an instrumental new agey track, and then kind of a percussive, African-y sounding, uplifting one, and then there's kind of a joyous new agey pop one, then another instrumental new agey thing, and 
the structure, the formula, everything, exactly the same, every single record. You can't tell them the difference. You can't tell how many, how, one from the other. That's Enya. Well, so my question, as someone who's been making music since I was a teenager, and I mean, I'm always trying to, you know, evolve and grow as a creative person. So I find this dumbfound, fascinating, amazing. And yet, all their records are sort of weirdly great, even though they're exactly the same. Anyway, so my question for Radio 8 Ball, and it's a question for Enya as well, is why does every single record she's ever made sound exactly the same as every single other record she's ever made? Thanks. This is Mark from Negative Land. And the answer from Peter David Connolly. All right, this is for a second or two. There's my Jesus at the window, someone welcome him in. See the dirt of his addiction rolling off of his skin. Flying solo on the delta, now he's hanging around. Watch him crawl across the country to put his death in the town. Every show you've ever been to, all the sex that you claim Every woman in New York who looks like Shirley MacLaine Pulled you out of your enclosure and dumped the reverend son Held your hair so you could vomit, she's no longer the one She's no longer the one What can we do to save our health? When we go out tonight, she'll be kissing the chin like a lover And he'll be scared to lose his brother I was all nerves when they showed up Now they can suck what they think about decisions I've been making Cause really the names are fading but for a second or two, they're amazing. Peace on you, I hope your tinfoil dope Was all it's alleging to be Coat over your head, who needs to talk so much so bad Commands the room, it's every pair of eyes Two bucks, who counts on people to care They look away everywhere Jesus at the window, someone welcome him in See the dirt of his addiction rolling off of his skin Flying home on the United 
get mad at all of his friends All the pleasure you can take Becomes a drag in the end Becomes a drag in the end It's always a drag in the end And the, the idea of meaning is actually uh as we discovered from doing the radio show for many years, is you can put a bunch of stuff on the air or in a record that are really not necessarily related to each other at all, put them in, in uh, c connection with one another, and if there's any way to do it, people will make a connection in their minds and they'll make it have a meaning. Often then you, you'll just have little bits of content it's, and, and it's only... Sure. The, the meaning of the piece is, is built out of the juxtaposition of all these different little things. That's what's so endlessly interesting about appropriating all these bits to the media and the sound bites and, and putting them back together and, you know, recontextualizing and all that. When I heard Mark's question about every Enya record sounding the same, it immediately made me think about what we've been doing with synchronicity. Those of us toying with synchronistic arts are constantly combing through media to find places where they align, even for a second or two. So, while I invite all of you to leave a comment with how this song answered Mark's question, for my part in this video, Rather than look for a literal answer about Enya, I've looked back at all eight questions from this Radio 8 Ball show to see how they are all the same. How am I not myself? Viewers with a keen eye will notice repeated mention of The Beatles, Charles Manson, Baths, Bathrooms and Showers, Zebras, Balancing of Opposites, Jesus, and an unfortunate repetition of the word Dick. I invite you to go back and rewatch all eight videos in this second season of Synchronize. Then let me know if you noticed those same themes or anything significant that I missed. While it may be true that our show resonated with Dicks and Jesus, there was another incredibly powerful through line in nearly every episode. What is it? Well, it's the fact that we made a lot of mistakes and were wrong pretty damned regularly. Even this episode you're watching right now had three mistakes in the first few minutes. You know that mini documentary about Negative Land our team made for you? Well, when we reconnected with Mark Hosler for a recent interview on SyncBook Radio, he pointed out some glaring errors he caught while watching it. Here's a clip from Always Record episode 140. Tom Cottonmaker calling from Rolling Stone magazine. Can I speak to someone in Negative Land? And I still haven't found what I'm looking for. That's not me saying that, though. <laughs> That's someone else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's pick that up. So you know, um, the, you know, actually, the video you watched that was Andros wrote the script and Will made and Will this Will made the film to that. Gotcha. Um, so uh, this is your sort of creative team here. Scold them, correct them, I tell need us to say, where we fall. I'm not scolding anyone. No, I know. I... People get things wrong. Our story is so complicated. People get things wrong all the time. So I hope it didn't. I wasn't scolding you guys. I just was letting Scold you know. Them, spank them. Tell them where we're that wrong. Those were somewhat significant uh, errors. Somewhat. And that's up to you. If you guys want to fix them or not, it's your show. You'll do whatever you want. What are the mistakes? I want to hear them. 
Oh, I was in my email them. I sent them back to you. Guys. Uh, yeah. I, I haven't seen that. They have. They told me about a few of them. I'm just yes. wondering. Negative Land has never is not from San Francisco. None of us have ever lived there. Um, we're from the suburbs, a very different universe than San Francisco. Um, I am not. It is not my brainchild. It is very much a collective thing that started with uh, with uh, three of us in '79 and '80. And I am not the person doing the vocals on the U2 single. That's that's David Wills, the weatherman. That's not me. So those are those are the three things you got, which you confidently uh, mentioned in your bit, but actually they're they're actually just factually incorrect. So. And I just yeah. need to jump in here when when Alan said I wrote the script. Will did the research and gave me something that I turned into a into uh, a script. Pass oh, on. now we're gonna. I'm just, I just want to say. I Jesus. would. I just, I, uh, you know, I'm not. I'm, I'm, not, I guess, man, I'm man enough to 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 take the blame. <laughs> I don't give a shit. But I mean, the the overall purpose of the whole well, thing. Well, you didn't do much. Re- your research was was. Uh, you, uh, not, not much research. It wouldn't take much research to find out all three of those things if you read any. If you even okay. yeah, if you read about it. So yeah, yeah, I, I have, say you, yeah. I say you fell down a little bit in the research department. Oh, yeah, and I and I well, did not. This feels that. like scolding, just so we're all on the same book here. Yeah, and now I am scolding you. That's true. <laughs> uh, sorry, Will. I didn't mean to. Well, you know, if you're you're going to be you're playing at being a media media person in journalism. Yeah, you do you do got to do you know. Will Morgan wasn't the only one who did sloppy research. You may remember that in the very first episode of this series. I made a really silly assumption about musical keys, and misrepresented the tone color alchemy. I then came on at the end of the video to correct myself. What if I told you that even my correction was still totally wrong? Yep, I found out while working on episode 3 that I not only misread the list of musical keys, but the list of keys I was sent, the list I was working off of and misread, was the wrong freaking list anyway. The way the mistake happened is actually hilarious, considering our overarching question of what is real. So, Andros Jones, the creator and producer of the Radio 8 Ball Show, emails Peter David Connolly, the musical guest. Andros writes, can you tell me what keys the songs are in? And Peter replies, yeah, I can give you the keys. Do you mean really what keys the songs were in? Or what they're in considering that I tune my guitar down a half step. Best Friends is in C, but with my EB tuning, I guess it was really B. This is Peter trying to ask if we want the key the song is written in, or if we want the key that it was performed in. That was what he was trying to ask, but he ends up asking an incredibly vague, do you want the real key, or the really real key? To which Andros gave an equally vague and equally comical single-sentence reply. The real key, please. My question is, what is real? Peter ended up sending us the studio album keys instead of the live performance keys. So all the Tone Color Alchemy graphics for the first two songs are wrong. Even when I come back on to correct myself, I'm still wrong. Luckily, Ezra Sanzerbell caught these mistakes and even realized how the mistakes were made. We then verified all the Tone Color Alchemy information with Ezra for videos 3 through 8 before they went out. 
And while we may never know what is real, I can fairly confidently say those videos display the really real, real key. However, rather than looking at it as just another in a long line of mistakes, Ezra saw this as a synchronicity, resonating with the procession of the Equinox. I'll let Ezra explain with a little help from Bill Nye. Try this. Wait for your birthday, then stay up all night and watch where the sun rises. It will pass in front of one of the 12 constellations of the zodiac. They say, I'm a Sagittarius. So on my birthday, you might expect the sun to rise in the constellation Sagittarius. And it did, 2,000 years ago, when the Babylonians made all this up. But it doesn't now. In the last 2,000 years, the Earth has wobbled like a top. So now on my birthday, the sun rises in Scorpio, not Sagittarius. So maybe you'd have to be a Capricorn to be a Sagittarius, and Scorpios would have to be Libras. See, astrologers are off one full sign. In 2,000 more years, they'll be off two signs. All right, so this song was written in the key of D major. However, Peter David Connolly tuned his guitar down a half step, so the song is being performed in the key of C sharp major. And this discrepancy between D and C sharp brings up an interesting point. Um, in astronomy, they have a concept called the precession of the equinox, and it's a phenomena that we've observed that takes about 25,800 years. And in this cycle, there's a slight wobble generated by the gravitational force between the moon and Earth uh, that causes the sun to appear in different signs of the zodiac, depending on where you are historically. So in 600 BC, uh, the signs would have appeared exactly as they currently are attributed. However, now, if you were to look in the sky, uh, you would actually see during the time that supposedly is Gemini, you would see the sun showing up in Taurus. And it's interesting that this song is in the key of D, which corresponds to Gemini, but the performance is happening in the key of C sharp, which is attributed to Taurus. And so, although there's a sort of uh, irreconcilable difference between those two keys, they are unified through this, this astrological concept. An extra second will be inserted into the NBS time scale. This adjustment is required to maintain internationally coordinated universal time as broadcast from these stations in close agreement with UT1 or astronomical time. There's at least one more thing I got wrong. That's avoiding dealing with Ferguson for all eight episodes. If not avoiding, putting it off, knowing I'd have to mention the insane synchronicities that slapped us in our faces. You see, while we were enjoying our Olympia Sync Summit weekend, literally during one of our events, Michael Brown was shot and killed by police officer Darren Wilson in Missouri. This event, while unfortunately all too common an occurrence, was a turning point in the national conversation. I could talk about the sinks around the shooting happening on the anniversary of the Charles Manson race war-inspired helter-skelter killings, and Manson's dealings with another D. Wilson of the Beach Boys. This was certainly a major point of conversation at our sink summit. I could talk about how whenever we have a party, it seems our Dionysian action is mirrored through a glass darkly in an authoritarian Apollonian event. 
I could talk about the unending list of related tragedies that have filled the last year, from Charleston to Paris. I could tell you that looking back at our night of laughter, in contrast to the violence, makes me feel like we were the musicians playing as the Titanic sank. I could tell you that I avoided talking about this because I was trying to keep this video lighthearted and match the good-spirited tone Mark Hosler brought to his question, rather than the gloomy answer he received. All the pleasure you can take becomes a drag in the end. I could say many things, but none of it feels right. I don't know if there are words, but I sure don't have them. This crosses every racial boundary, every religion, every everything. There are things that we could actually unite and say, hey, we have some serious issues at play here. With Red Ice and that whole alternative media crowd should be if you were saying how bad the police state is, why aren't you upset that the police are just murdering black guys in the middle of the street? That should be one of your flagship concerns. This is a, this is a blatant display of the police state. This could be the moment of unity and bridging activist groups rather than a weird polarizing. It's it's, it's mind-boggling. I'm gonna watch TV. I don't think you're really looking for an answer. You're looking to continue to to continue the dream. Like even in the like even in this Human waking reality, you're questioning the dream is still a part of the dream. Of you can't escape it. Let's get back to what I asked at the beginning. What's real? Is the dream real or are, is this real? They know all about us. It's from watching this stuff. TV. I'm shooting the MPK from machine gun. In Germany, the NP stands for machine consistency. Think a TV up here? Just waves in space. Something crazy about it. I just don't see how a world that makes such wonderful things could be bad. You must be proud to be in such a wonderful place. You mean Earth? Oh, I love myself. No dream. This is really happening. What is it? See, they had to disinfect us when we got here just to get this close. Besides, we know what they do to people like us down there. The forgetting is habit. It is yet another necessary component of the dream. They have forgotten the scale of theft that enriched them in slavery, the terror that allowed them for a century to pilfer the vote, the segregationist policy that gave them their suburbs. They have forgotten because to remember would tumble them out of the beautiful dream and force them to live down here with us, down here in the world. I am convinced that the dreamers, at least the dreamers of today, would rather live white than live free. In the dream, they are Buck Rogers, Prince Aragorn, an entire race of Skywalkers. To awaken them is to reveal that they are an empire of humans and like all empires of humans, are built on the destruction of the body. It is to sustain their nobility, to make them vulnerable, fallible, breakable humans. But this is just the 
isn't the way we really are. Don't you know that? You expect me to believe that? Look at this. Your people just like to blow things up. I know I must look weird to you, but how do you think you look to me? Some way or another, all of our stuff is this weird, cracked mirror, spit up, chewed up version of looking at America. It's all about American culture, American society, power, politics, advertising, religion, and in a way, you know, it is describing this kind of bizarre, our parallel universe, a negative land. I wanted to prove Peter David Connolly and the Pop Oracle wrong. I didn't want it to be a drag in the end. But that's one more thing I was unable to do. So yeah, we made a lot of mistakes. But we will get a few more chances to make it right. It's a great experience. But I, I had a blast and I hope we do it again and do it bigger next time. We will be holding two events in 2016. First up is Boise, Idaho in March. And then the second Sync Summit will happen in Olympia, Washington this August. To get tickets or to learn more about the 2016 Sync Summit project, go to the Events tab at thesyncbook.com. That about wraps it up for this second season of Synchronize, but before we go, let's check in with Shmushkin one last time. So now we come to the point in the show where we read the questions that have not been chosen. So there were... Seven questions that were chosen, six questions really that were chosen, then there was my question, and then there was Mark Hostler's question, but all of you asked questions, and now we're going to hear what they are. Are you ready to play some music for me to read these two? How do I get all these people with cameras to help my independent bookstore with fundraising videos? Will there be good adventure in 2015? What will the price or Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin be next summer? Gaza, ISIS, Siberian, methane. Should I keep paying for multivitamins? Will another war of the worlds like hoax, be successfully pulled off? Should we give out something to the Supreme Court? I can't read it, I'm very sorry. Got it right hard there. My father says I'm pissing away my baby years. Am I? What exactly is a dream? And what exactly is a joke? What's next? What is the quintessence? Please and thank you, love. What's with Superman's underwear? Should I buy 
a sailboat and sail around the world. Will I ever make a living with my art? Why is it called the little man in the boat when it's a woman? Is there a happy ending? If there are 78 people currently living in this world, how am I to choose one to spend my life with? Oh, seven billion, not 78. Seven B. If there are 78 people left in the world, how will I find a partner? Okay. How should Nikki and I continue our relationship? And now, we come to the final question. The final question is special. It's actually, I think, the most synchronistic question because the odds against anything being the last question are greater than all of the other ones, I think. I'm not quite a mathematician on this, but I do think it's special, and now I'm gonna read it for you. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah. Why is zebra such a dick. <laughs> Thank you very much, people. Glad to have you a part of Brady Baseball. Want to thank Rhythm and Ride for hosting this. Want to thank the Olympia Film Collective and all their great filmmakers. John Manini on the board. Goose with the data dump. Rebecca at the door. The Radio 8 Band. John Williams, and of course, Peter David Connolly of the Monary. And the Olympia Sync Summit and Sync Book Press. And until next time, I am your host, Andy Schmushkin, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. Good night. This concludes our programming for today. But uncovering it. I'll get you a hot drink, Thank you for listening to this broadcast from SyncBook Radio. If you enjoyed this episode, there's so much more content waiting for you at thesyncbook.com. Our newest episodes are always free, and members get access to our full archive of over 600 hours. You'll find all of this, as well as our books and videos, at thesyncbook.com.